Welcome to the Everyday Gospel Podcast, where we have conversations with women and men who are living out their call outside the walls of the church. Hey everybody, welcome to the Everyday Gospel Podcast. This is Derek Scott III, and I'm here with my good friend Greg Coleman, who works at Trinity Fitness. How you doing, Greg? Man, I'm great, how are you? I'm good, man, I'm <laughs> good. Um, Greg is hanging out here in our podcast studio. It's a little warm, but I've hung out in your gym and, and you, you tend to be okay with it being a little bit warm. Um, yeah, this is great, this works just fine. Anyway, awesome. It's not July, and if you've ever been in our gym with no air conditioning in July, this feels like air conditioning, so. Okay. Good, good. I'm not, I'm not as like feeling bad about um, it being warm here in the studio. Um, I've known, I've known you. Oh man, we 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 might be. I don't know if we're at two decades yet, but we we got to be close to almost, twenty years. Yeah, we're yeah. close there. I'm, I met you indirectly and sort of across the room at like district youth events, United Methodist youth events, uh, ages ago. Um, I was the guy leading worship on the stage. Yep. You were the guy creating trouble in the back. Yeah, um, very much. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> we, we've all got our, <laughs> our journeys. Um, and you've done a ton of things. Uh, so just tell us a little bit about you, Greg, and um, tell us about your family and uh, sort of what you're doing right now. Yeah, awesome. Um, yeah, I uh, grew up in the church here in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, you know, great Christian family. Always been a very strong influence in our lives. Um, and so I uh, grew up in the Methodist Church, attended Murray Hill Methodist for a while, Ortega UMC for a while, um, Crossroad UMC for a while, so mm-hmm. churches a lot of people know. And, um, you know, as I was here in high school, was very active in youth group. Uh, and then, uh, you know, wh- while I was in the church at that point, definitely was probably making some questionable decisions otherwise. But, um, you know, from there went away to college, um, very distant at that point, kind of just doing the whole college existence. But... Um, came home to finish up my college career through work, met Jennifer, who's my wife, and, and that just changed everything. Um, meeting her, um, starting a family with her at a young age, and then kind of transitioning out of a mid-level college experience into a full-time work experience, and um, worked in, in uh, restaurants for a while, um, and really enjoyed that, like, like people, so that suited me, and then on just a really random series of events, ended up working in retail, uh, just to get something during the day and, and fell in love with retail um, and, and worked uh, worked with The Gap for a while and, and was able to quickly be promoted and learn a lot there and then left there to work for Hot Topic in more of a multi-role, uh, multi-unit role and yeah. so had, you know, uh, an area of the southeast in Florida, Georgia, Alabama, South Carolina, traveled a lot more and, um, you know, really enjoyed it, very successful. My retail career spanned um, 15, 16 years almost. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, um, you know, was so, so along the lines there, married my wife, Jen. We have a son, Garrett, who's 18. He's a freshman at Florida State. Yeah. Uh, and then my daughter, Isabel, is 15 and is a freshman at Paxson. So that's, that's the fam. Uh, Jen, Jen teaches. They're both in school. And um, God called me out of the workforce into ministry about four years ago. Awesome. Oh man, just thinking about Garrett and Bella. I, I've watched <laughs> them grow up. Now they're all yeah getting well. Garrett's an, an adult, and Bella's super close. And um, 
I, it, it, it has been interesting. I did get to kind of have a, a, a just kind of outside of the center circle of watching sort of your retail career. And um, I remember you um, traveling a lot, me being jealous of you <laughs> traveling as much as you did and stuff like that. Um, and then I, I got to sort of watch that transition um, to you being in ministry. And I do love it that you talk about being in ministry, but tell us specifically the kind of ministry you're in and the, the organization you work for. Yeah, I um, work for a ministry called Trinity Fitness. Um, started in 2008 in Melbourne, Florida, mm-hmm. actually Satellite Beach, mm-hmm. um, and uh, in, in a guy's garage, just having some people work out. And um, there was no plan for it to be a spirit-led ministry type thing. And um, an impromptu devotion got shared in the midst of some um, some things that were going on in the group and everyone asked that that continue and then you know here we are now there's 12 locations nationwide there's three here in Jacksonville there's um, four back on the Space Coast Colorado Atlanta wow. Cleveland you know mm-hmm. we have uh, one in Lincoln Nebraska um, we have a couple a couple of other ones about to launch so um, it, it's a, it's a very much a growth ministry but what's really neat about Trinity Fitness is the our vision is healthy people inside and out in every community across America. Um, we see uh, the fitness boom and a lot of people focused on the physical health. Um, and it just was apparent to Jason, our CEO, when he started in his garage, that it was a really great avenue to share Christ. Um, you know, as people were being broken down physically, it was a great chance to build them up spiritually. Um, and so we, we want to see that change happen. Um, we say, uh, we, really, our, our mission is to use group fitness to get people in the best physical and spiritual shape of their lives. And, um, you know, we say physical first because that really is the process in which it happens with us. Mm-hmm. You know, you'd often see Jesus meet a physical need first mm-hmm. and then, you know, tie it into the spiritual. Uh, and that's very much what we see. We, you know, so we, we use fitness um, to, to get people in the door, provide a great atmosphere and a great workout. But then, you know, we, we share Jesus with them every chance we get. Awesome. Wow. Yeah. So I started out working out there, um, and uh, now I'm a, an area director over Northeast Florida with Trinity Fitness. Can you tell me how you came to faith and, and sort of engage uh, in a relationship with Jesus? Yeah, absolutely. It, always, being in a family that was, uh, where faith was always important, um, it's always been there. Mm-hmm. Um, my grand, both my grandmothers were extremely spiritual, um, had a relationship with Jesus that was evident. Um, and so it really stemmed from that. My mom was, was very spiritual um, on, the, on the reg. Like yeah. every moment of yes. every day yes. was spiritual Leslie. with Leslie Coleman. Yes. Uh, and, you know, um, my dad was a little more intentional about when that came out. You know, mm-hmm. definitely picked it and chose moments, but was always led. And I remember at a very young age, um, we were home from church. I was sick and actually um, accepted Christ watching First Baptist, crawled over to the TV with a 103 degree fever and put my hand up during a mm. sermon. And I kind of have a memory of that. But, you know, I, I think, you know, when we're younger and we're raised in the faith, sometimes our motivations are it's what's expected. I mean, you mm-hmm. hear heaven or hell, well, that's an easy choice. Yeah. Um, and, you know, as I grew up and was able to make my own decisions, became older through youth group, through life, and just really starting to feel the Holy Spirit. And, and for me, it was just a recognition of there's something much more going on here. Um, and that there's a Savior who loved me enough to, to, to bear the weight of all my sin, um, to care for me. That just 
um, the Holy Spirit within me, it was very easy for me to give myself over to that. And so I remember uh, Lake Junaleska really was probably around 17 years old was a very real um, experience of the, the first time I really felt like the presence of the Holy Spirit yeah. and, and really having kind of a moment of, of surrender yeah. of my life yeah. and uh, just asking Jesus to take over. Lake Junaleska's United Methodist Retreat Center up in North Carolina, a yeah. uh, really special place to a lot of us. Yeah, absolutely. And so it was um, really, really special trip, and I'll never forget that. So mm-hmm. I think that if I had to pinpoint a moment as an adult making that decision for myself, that was really it. Wow. Yeah. How are you engaging uh, faith personally and, and with the faith community now? Well, it's pretty easy given what I do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and I think that um, the, I see that my, my life example, number one, is probably the most important thing mm-hmm. um, that I'm pursuing a relationship with Jesus every day, just out of love, you yeah. know, finally being at a point where um, I don't feel like it's a, um, a discipline. I don't feel like it's just what I'm expected to do, but um, I really do feel like every day it's, uh, you know, I love you and you love me and I know you have something for me. And so I try really hard to, to start everything with that um, and then just try to look and see where he's working, yeah. um, you know, in the lives of the people around me um, and just be really open to the signals people give and, and ask intentional questions. And, um, and so I think that really trying to do life with this group of people at Trinity Fitness is, is where it comes out the most mm-hmm. because I, I get the opportunity to be intentional with them every day. Uh, and so just kind of sharing that community of faith with them. Yeah. So, Greg, do you normally, when, when someone asks you sort of what you do, do you no- normally tell them that you're in ministry? And, and when they connect ministry to fitness, like what's, how do they sort of respond to that? Yeah, I, usually that's the first thing that comes out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. I think for a while, the first thing I would say was I, I work for Trinity Fitness. I run mm-hmm. a gym for Trinity Fitness. And um, now I'm a little more intentional about saying I'm actually I'm in ministry. Um, and I work for a company called Trinity Fitness where we partner faith and fitness. Wow. Um, I would say 70% of the time what I get is kind of a, oh, like mm-hmm. a confused, not quite sure where to go, but I'm just gonna give you this verbal cue and kind of smile and move on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I would say at least 10% of the time, which is really cool, people really wanna know. Mm-hmm. They'll say, well, how do you do that? What does that mean? And it's a chance to share you know, what we do with them. Um, And so that's really cool. I guess the rest would just be some sort of in between like, oh, okay, so you guys work out, but it's spiritual too. And, you know, a chance to say, yep, you know, and and I try always to make sure people understand that no matter where you are physically or where you are spiritually, you're welcome to come. Hmm. Um, You do not have to be a believer to come. Uh, You won't feel different if you're not a believer and you come. Um, You know, we, we really welcome every background. Yeah. No matter what faith you are, um, if you're not of the faith, um, just like we would welcome any physical background. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's really cool when I get the chance to do that, too. You wow. know, that, look, everyone's welcome. doesn't matter what you believe. So um, you, you, you receive people of, of multiple uh, physical, uh, I don't know what the right word to use there, but different conditions. Di- conditions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so obviously then you'll, you'll have people who are super, super, or feel super, super confident. Um, and then people who feel very insecure about their bodies, yeah. right? And uh, how do you um, 
how do you lead and support those individuals? Uh, and, and what may be, what do you think might be different about the way you approach it versus another personal trainer um, who's, who's coming at it from a different angle? Yeah, I think that the, what you see for the most part in the fitness industry um, is that it's, it's flesh driven. Hmm. I mean, that's why people are there. So lots of mirrors. Um, lots, you know, uh, uh, certain, certain gems that do what we do, you know, it's all comp competition based. Mm -hmm. um, and so when you come in there, your, your weight or your time or your speed, it's all going to be recorded and it's going to be ranked. Mm. And so, um, you know, in which if, if your goal is to, to create top level athletes, that's a way to go. It's mm. a very productive way of doing things. Mm. Ours is a little bit different. What we want is to make sure that everyone's comfortable uh, and, and also help people get in the best shape of their life. You know, yeah. most people aren't looking to get in the best competitive shape of their life. They don't want to power lift. Hmm. They're not in entering fitness competitions. They just want their clothes to fit better. Hmm. Uh, they want to feel better. Mm -hmm. They want to be functionally fit for life. So we want people to understand right out of the gate that that's where we're going. So mm -hmm. when someone asks me about Trinity Fitness or if it's their first time, I walk them through the gym and show them that. You know, you don't see any mirrors here. Um, there's no chalkboards where we're going to write your time next to anybody else's. Um, you know, we have the entire spectrum of where people are physically in here. We've got elite athletes. We have Division One collegiate linebackers that work out with us. We have track athletes that are in college that work out with us. We have people that could be a contestant on The Biggest Loser that work out mm. with us. We have people that getting up off the couch to go get the mail is a challenge. So we always help them understand it's your journey. It's about you competing against you. Don't worry about what anybody else is doing um, because really, and, and we know this being of the faith, it's a, a comparison is a sin. Yeah. You know, we tend to look at other people and say, well, I'm fitter than they are. And elevate ourselves or mm. look at them and go, wow, I'm just never going to be as fit as they are and end up depressed and yeah. have worry. Yeah. And so we really want them to focus on themselves and know mm. that if you're always competing with your best self, you're gonna do great. Oh, and it's all about positivity. It really mm -hmm. is. Looking them in the eye, helping them understand this is for you. Don't get intimidated. We're gonna find right where you are and we're gonna start there today and we're gonna grow from there. So good. Wow. So tell me a really, really good day and tell me a not great day. So uh, like a really good day at Trinity Fitness and a not good day at Trinity Fitness? Yeah. yeah? Um, well, I, I try to look for the good in every day. Yeah. So, sometimes I struggle to find it, but mm. um, I think a really good day at Trinity Fitness is one where life change happens. Um, we, we, when we have people make the decision that Jesus is their Lord and Savior, that is the, the greatest of days that we have. Um, and you know, that, that does happen. You know, I would love it if it happened every day. I would love it if it happened every week. But we know those are when that really happens. It's it's a special moment. Mm -hmm. um, but I would say most of our good days are days when people let us in and we have a chance to hear where they're at and we have a chance to pray with them, care for them, encourage them, um, celebrate with them when either it's a physical or a spiritual milestone that they hit. Um, we're really big on your why. Everyone mm -hmm. needs to come up with their why. And the, the simple question is, why are you here? Um, and, and we love for them to have something physical, but also something spiritual. And when people achieve that why, that's a really good day at Trinity Fitness. Wow. Yeah. And, and again, we're just there to care for them. Um, the hard days, of course, you know, with anything, um, you know, we, we lose people. You know, we have people fall away. We have people decide that, um, 
you know, the expectation, um, you know, physically is just tough for them, you mm-hmm. know, and, and coming in every day and wanting to work harder than the day before and, and being challenged. More times than not, um, we lose people when the challenge spiritually hits home really hard. Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier to walk away from that. If, if they come in and the trainer gives a devotion that lands right in the middle of their heart and blows up and it's something the Holy Spirit wants them to hear, um, you know, sometimes we experience some separation with that. Wow. You know, we'll have people that it's a lot to take in. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, the good news is a lot of them come back. Um, but but that's, that's probably a tough day. Or when someone we've been praying for loses a battle. Mm. Um, e- either, you know, ultimately if it's, if it's a, a passing away, mm. um, you know, if it's um, you just the, the spectrum of prayer requests that you would hear in a church we have as well. Yeah. Um, and we just see where all the hurt is. Uh, and there's, there's a lot of suffering. Um, but I also feel like it's a blessing to get to grieve with people, mm. um, to be there with them. But those have been our hardest days, yeah. um, walking through loss. Mm-hmm. Um, that's unexplainable with people that we care about. Uh, I have to say, um, you sound so pastoral. Um, <laughs> and and I, I, I just want to say that out loud, that I think it's incredible um, that the way that you talk about your role, um, the way that you talk about your job, um, uh, you, you, you sound like one of our clergy. I mean, and it's beautiful. Um, so one of the things that we don't often talk about, those of us sort of on that typical ministry kind of side, um, are the sacrifices that come with yeah. um, living our call. Yeah. Um, that there's always these other things that we could do, but we determine and decide this is what we're going to do. Yeah. But in making that decision, it costs us. Can you talk to us a little bit about the cost of being in ministry? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think... You know, you and I were talking about this before, you know, before we jumped into the interview, you know, it, I'm blessed that I love what I do so much that, it, you know, for the most part, I'm not recognizing how many hours a week it is and how many things it's taken me away from mm-hmm. and um, maybe people I used to connect with or hobbies I used to have. But when I believe when you're doing real life with people, mm-hmm. um, which is really what we attempt to do at Trinity Fitness, you have to be available. Yeah. Um, and, you know, our, our days in the gym, our, our first operational moment is 5 a.m. And it goes to through 8 p.m. Mm. And so all in between there, there's things that are going on. Um, and, you know, I think when when you're available, you're going to get phone calls at weird times. You're going to have things come up. Um, you're going to have people want you to experience things with them mm. that maybe on the weekend celebrations, things like that. And um, I think that it all has to be spirit led. Mm-hmm. That's what I would say to people. Like, you know, when it is, while it may be a sacrifice, um, when you when you get to see the changes that are happening in other people, I feel like it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, definitely I have hobbies that, that, you know, I just don't have time for anymore. Um, I, I used to really enjoy surfing. Don't go nearly as much. Mm-hmm. Um, used to love attending, uh, you know, collegiate football games, Jaguar games, hardly ever go because you know, at this point, I really need Sunday to recover yeah. from what's yeah. going on, you know? Mm-hmm. And so for us, Sunday is the only day we're closed. And, you know, we want all of our trainers, all of our employees, all of our warriors to take a Sabbath, mm-hmm. you know, to, to be able to go to church and get filled up, you yeah. know, worship with some people, hear a great message, but man, take time to just be saturated and filled back up, mm-hmm. you know, in those moments. But, you know, the, 
there certainly are material sacrifices too. You know, ministry rarely is a high paying deal. Very rare. And I know that, that yeah. you know, you understand that. Yeah. Um, and so going from the corporate world um, where company car, travel covered, great salary, um, and, and really being able to do whatever, you know, going into this was, there was certainly a time of faith building within that mm -hmm. um, and, and sacrifice, a lot of sacrifice. Wow. Um, and things that we were used to being able to do that, you know, just were no longer part of the process. So um, I think that there's, there's a little bit of, of all of that going on. Yeah. And there's times where you're going to find, where we find ourselves extremely exhausted, both physically and spiritually. Mm -hmm. um, and, and recognizing that and knowing how to hit the pause button and set up the right boundaries at the right times to... Mm -hmm. To, to get yourself where you need to be so you can care for other people. Exactly. Um, I know you've seen, I've seen so many great people in ministry um, burn out uh, because it is just so easy to give everything to it and, and lose all boundaries of self-care. Mm -hmm. um, when that happens, I think we're vulnerable. So we try really hard to protect that. That's big. Yeah. Wow. How, how do you sort of involve the family in, in the work or it, are they involved in yeah. I'm, I'm really lucky in that they are mm -hmm. um, my wife loves Trinity Fitness Jen so she is a trainer with us she's there all the time um, she helps in a variety of roles so I feel like we're on this journey together yeah. um, which is fantastic Garrett before he went to college was also a trainer and really loves working out I didn't know that yeah well. yeah he actually uh, led when he was younger he led some kids classes mm -hmm. um, but towards the end he trained a few adult classes so stepped in there and did that made you proud didn't oh it? so proud and he actually um, is maybe working in fitness at FSU right now I haven't heard back from him yet yeah. but he's just to hear back from um, the gym there, but awesome. um, the they they are with me when I'm there. I try to include them as much as possible. Mm -hmm. Isabel is not as much of an athlete. She mm -hmm. is a theater kid. Yeah. So she loves drama. She loves so she is not one to be at Trinity Fitness as much. Mm -hmm. And so when I'm there, she's not with us. Mm -hmm. um, and I will tell you, we schedule in quality time for Isabel like we would a business meeting or a vacation. Yeah. Um, we try at least every month to go see a show with her because hmm. that's what she loves. Um, we try to make sure that we're home for dinner with her at least three days a week. Um, yeah. Right now, I don't know how good, I don't know what good job we are doing with that. It might be more like one or two, but mm. um, I do find that we have to be really intentional with the time we have with them mm -hmm. and make sure that um, the, the love is apparent, the conversation is deep, um, because it is hard. Yeah, it is really hard, and I don't know how to give good advice on that because there's always something that needs to be done. But you know, I do feel like it's you know our relationship with God first, our family second, ministry third, um, and trying really hard to fight to keep those boundaries. That's awesome. Yeah. So, Greg, you have individuals who are like under your leadership. They are your employees. You're their boss. How does your faith? affect the way that you lead your employees oh wow i think i think it affects everything mm -hmm. uh to take a step back before i was at trinity fitness and and was in my final few years of of a traditional you know retail job managing other people mm -hmm. um i had really started to see this i started to see my faith and the way i treated other people begin to intersect. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that the, the most important thing is just always trying to be humble in any situation that we're in. Um, 
at that point, I really had a heart for ministry, but didn't know God was going to call me out of the workplace. Hmm. And so my, my posture was much more, if I'm here, what's the best way for me to show them my faith? Um, not working at a company where I could go in every day and be like, all right, guys, we're going to talk about Psalm today. Yeah. You know, it, it had to be a little bit more of my example and hoping that people would be open to that. And so trying to give a lot of grace in every situation, um, trying to not act like I had all the answers in a lot of situations, which doesn't come naturally to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I would, it would be much easier for me to just direct, you know, a lot of the time given experience and knowing what works. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that what creates relationships, what creates a foundation of trust where number one, people are gonna listen to you and are gonna believe you know, what you have to say, but then number two, feel like that you understand them and you care about them is a more humble approach. A more, you know, so I think when we're in ministry, it's so important that we know our people, um, yeah. that we know their heart, that we know their family, that we know um, what's going on with them, that when, when our interactions begin, it's much more, you know, how are you right now? Hmm. You know, let's talk about these things we prayed about last time I was with you. How's that going? Yeah. You know, um, you know, being in ministry, the first question I usually ask them is, "What's Jesus teaching you right now?" Um, I, letting the everything lead and end with that. We may do some business in between, but then always coming back to you, "How can I pray for you?" You know, my favorite question I ever got from from bosses, and that I try to always ask is, I try to never leave a phone call or an interaction without saying, what do you need from me? Hmm. Um, because I think our, our job is to serve. Yeah. I mean, you know, Jesus made it very clear um, that, that, you know, I came to serve. And so I believe that when we do that, it creates relationships where um, you have a common ground where people trust you, where they know that you care about them um, and that you're committed. And yeah. then when you have that, you can pretty much do anything. Um, and it makes the hard conversations easier because when you manage people, invariably, there are going to be hard conversations. Yeah. Um, but I do believe that most people don't intend to make mistakes. Right. It just happens. Yeah. And, you know, pe- creating an environment where people feel free to screw up uh, and know that no one's going to be mad at them. We'll look at it. We'll address it. There may be times we're disappointed. Mm-hmm. Um, but then give them the opportunity to fix it, I think, is just the most organic thing we can do. Um, and, and I think, you know, we've got a lot of great examples in the Bible of, of how to do that. Um, but I think that, that for me, the, the advice I would give people that lead people in ministry is just the whole idea of servant leadership, knowing your people, establishing those relationships. And then, you know, just they, if they know that you care for them, you can accomplish a lot. How have you seen God at work at Trinity Fitness? And, and I'm, I'm looking for like a story. Like, yeah. How, Oh man, there's there's so many that I could tell. Um, we there, there's a couple people right now. Um, we have a young lady who just accepted Christ, um, which is really exciting. Wow. Last week, um, someone who is very physically gifted, mm-hmm. um, great athlete, um, unbelievable um, personality, very warm, but like a lot of us, um, has got some some wounds. Mm-hmm. Has has had a, a a rough event mm-hmm. in her past that I mean that would make any of us question God's goodness. Yeah. Would look at it and say, if God is good, if he is all powerful, why did this happen? Um, and it's been a very long process with her. You know, I think all of our trainers um, have a lot of love for her because she's one of us, she's family. 
And um, just, just really finally getting to a point with her where she was able, we were able to have a great deep conversation mm. and uh, the Holy Spirit just taking over and saying, you know, it's time. It's, it's time to pray this prayer. It's time to accept this. It's time. Are you ready to take off all this burden that you are wearing like a fur coat? You know, are mm. you ready? Um, and you know, that was last week and it's just been really cool. Like wow. since then, um, you know, some of the ladies in our group are, are um, discipling her and kind of mm-hmm. keeping her close and just the, the difference in her. I mean, she's light as a feather right now. Hmm. Um, and it's just completely Holy spirit where I feel like she's finally let go of a lot of anger, um, and a, and a lot of baggage. Um, and so that, you know, I just, if Trinity fitness closed tomorrow, which I hope it doesn't cause I really like it, but <laughs> yeah. if it did, I could look at that and be like every bit of it was worth it. Like awesome. kingdom value. Amazing. Um, but you know, we, we have, um, you know, uh, another person who, works in a really has a great job really high powered job doing great and starting to kind of get to that moment where it's like what if i'm supposed to do something different hmm. like my heart is beginning to feel like maybe this isn't it and i have no reason for it not to be it mm-hmm. i mean this is a great job i make a great salary my family's very comfortable what i do is easy um it, it affords me time off like why would i leave this why yeah. am i feeling and I believe that this person is, is probably starting to feel the beginning stages of a call to something. Wow. Um, and so watching the transformation, you know, and ne- neither of those were really physical. Mm. You know, those are very much spiritual. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I think those are the things that, that I tend to latch onto and fall in love with. But, you know, we, we have so much fantastic physical change happening too. Yeah. Um, people who, you know, never thought that, um, that they would be one that would overcome a food addiction or, or, you know, laziness or, you know, they would see people work out and think that's not for me. And now it's just become a really vibrant part of their life. And, you know, I think it's an important part of what we do. Like, you know, my, I, I would say my favorite scripture is first Timothy four, eight, you know, for physical training has some value. But godliness holds value for all things, holding mm. promise for both this life and the life to come. And, you know, physical training does have some value. Yeah. I mean, when we feel good, when we're confident, you know, we really, it's amazing the opportunities we have, the things that we're open to, mm-hmm. um, the things we notice and recognize that we wouldn't otherwise. So uh, it's really neat to see that be the thing that kind of flips the switch that really invites in some of the spiritual things. Awesome. Yeah. What do you wish, um, and you may have already sort of said this, but what do you wish sort of the greater public knew about physical health? That, that could be a podcast all in itself, probably. <laughs> um, I, I would say two things. One, you cannot out-exercise bad nutrition. Hmm. Um, I know that for the longest time I subscribe to this. I know many people that do think... I went to the gym and worked really hard. I earned this, so now I'm gonna eat whatever I want. It is really 80 to 85% nutrition, 15 to 20% working out. So you can have a really clean diet and not work out and look very fit. Hmm. You can work really hard and have a bad diet and have nobody know it. Hmm. Nobody recognize that fitness is a part of your life. So I think that the food choices we make are really important. And so helping people understand that that has a lot to do with how you feel. Uh, has a lot to do with how you sleep, has a lot to do with your mental clarity. Um, I have so many people that were borderline depressive realized that it was the food they were eating. 
And when they, they switched to more of a God food approach with lean meat, lots of vegetables, some fruits and nuts and seeds, some healthy fats, um, and cut out sugar, you know, processed sugar, limit grain, you know, and, and make sure that their dairy source was a really smart one. It's like a light bulb has switched once they mm. detox off of all that other food because God really did put us on this planet with, with what our bodies needed for the machine to function perfectly. Mm -hmm. um, but the other thing I would say is that functional fitness is really important. You know, a lot of people go to the gym and jog on the treadmill and do a whole bunch of curls and, um, you know, different machines and stuff like that versus compound functional movement. And what I mean by that is multiple joints moving together the way you would in life. Hmm. You know, performing squats is really important. What do you do? A lot of people get up and sit down all day long. And so doing something functional like that helps developing core stability making yeah. sure that that your 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 back your lower back the front of your abdominal region is strong goes so far in helping people feel better and those are things people neglect people really work on muscles that what we would call beach muscles for mm -hmm. lack of a better term mm -hmm. you know biceps shoulders chest tries you know um and they neglect legs and core and if you would just work on functional legs and core you would feel a lot better but you would also find that you're, you're functionally stronger. You're more equipped to do life. And if you work long hours, if you're on your feet a lot, those things can, can be absolute game changers for people. Greg, thank you so much for this, all of this. I, I just really appreciate both your approach to your role, your, to, to your ministry, um, your, your, just your breadth of knowledge, um, but your heart, um, you really do have a pastoral heart. <laughs> and, and that, I, I, I just hope that, um, no, I know that there's a lot of other people out there, um, not only looking for pastoral hearts when it comes to fitness, but in general, I think there's people out there, uh, Jesus people, who are wanting permission to be pastors in the workplace. Amen. Um, so thank you for being a voice. Of, oh, um, man. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah. Awesome. And uh, yeah. thanks so much, brother. I appreciate it. Oh, I love being here. Thanks, man. You can get the Everyday Gospel Podcast by supporting Campus to City Wesley Foundation on Patreon. 